Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, indeed. Today's March 10th. It's minus 10 outside, which is pretty much the high for the day here in Edmonton. But after today, forecast is gorgeous for the next two weeks. So get through today and we'll be laughing. You'll be outside every day frolicking in the, in the hovering zero plus five kind of weather. Okay. Okay. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. Um, we are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can join us on the Podbean app. Just download um, uh, the app called Podbean. <laughs> P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And just look up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And yeah, le- legit. You'll see our smiling faces. <clears throat> you can join in every morning at 6 a.m. You can get in on the conversation. As everybody is saying good morning here in the uh, the chat, as we can see, mm-hmm. you can also click the call in button and you can call in and ask any questions or get involved in the discussion. So, uh, which we highly encourage. Um, we highly, hi, hi, mm, highly encourage <laughs> you, highly encourage you to, to do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, because this is a great opportunity. <laughs> oh, boy. One first time days. first time listening? Yeah. Sorry. It doesn't get any better. Uh, you know, yeah. it's really funny is that this past, like, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks, we've been like, we really need to start getting up just a little bit earlier, like 10 minutes earlier, you know, instead of, you know, rolling out of bed at 530, getting the kid, making coffee, getting the dog out, all that kind of stuff. Like, let's give ourselves 10 more minutes. We'll start there. 10 more minutes. And so, like, I think there was a couple of days where we got up 10 minutes earlier. We yep. had was much more organized. But, yeah, today it was, like, 5.30, and I roll over, and Wayne's like, just 10 more minutes. And he reset his alarm, and I was just, like, happily, I just, like, rolled over and closed my eyes again. So, yeah, we rolled out at 5.40. <laughs> uh, you know, um, we, we set this expectation and standard for everyone to, you know, no excuses and, you know, get up early and whatnot, but we get it. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. We, we understand how difficult it is, but if you don't, then, then you're missing out, right? You're missing out on opportunities. You're missing out on the podcast. And that's not just me saying, oh, you're missing out on my podcast. You know, it's really good. Uh, no, I mean, like you're missing out on an opportunity to get your questions answered in the morning. Yeah. I mean, you're missing out on, you know, an extra 10 minutes of whatever, I don't know, responding to emails. If you got a few properties, you know what? I think it'd be, I, I like doing my email stuff, like the most important stuff in the morning early so that I have my whole day to be productive. I mean, get, all, get all those tasks out of the way. Anyways, but no, what I'm trying to say is, uh, I get it. I know how hard it is. Um, right now, it is very difficult for, for Gabby and I because we are just extremely busy and um, we are just mentally drained. And that is a thing. And some days you just don't want to move. 
Some days you fall asleep on the couch at 2.30 in the afternoon, like I've been doing lately. I've been doing like an old man uh, thing where I just fall asleep sitting up. <laughs> it just was 10 minutes. <laughs> just need a 10 minute little cat nap. <laughs> um, which, by the way, you know, sounds pathetic, but it's also extremely cool. That, that you I, can. That I can. <laughs> that I worked really, really hard for for 10 years to get to a point where I can do an old man sitting up now on the couch um, during the day and other people are at work. And that's not me pointing my finger in a nana, 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 but legit, like work hard and, and you can do old people naps. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't found your why yet. <laughs> Find your why, y'all. Old man naps. <clears throat> oh, man. Josh is saying the... On the Podbean app here, we used to be able to pull all-nighters. Now we struggle to put an all-day. <laughs> pull an all-day, yeah. Totally. Is that what happens after 30? Yes. One hundred. 100%. That is what happens. As long as that's not what you feel all the time because um, there's 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 real struggles like uh, like sleep apnea and like <laughs> stuff that can like actually impact your day. So as long as you're not just like... Oh, I'm over 30. I need any catnaps now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a couple upcoming events coming up. We do um, this Sunday. This Sunday, Sunday. Sunday I need a Sunday, I need a Sunday, Sunday sun clip. Yeah. Uh, we this have our Sunday. Flip meetup. Yes. Investor meetup. How many spots are left? At our current flip. So that's up in St. Albert, uh, 1 to 3 p.m. Um, it is free, but you do need a ticket or I won't let you through the door. So. You don't want to be scrambling at the door with bouncer Gabby not letting you in, trying to get a ticket. Uh, it's okay. You out. don't have to cover the door. <laughs> I hired a robot with a wrench. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, this time he's not asking for money. He's asking for tickets <laughs> or QR codes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 1 to 3 p.m. Um, at our flip in St. Albert. Um, we will be answering questions there flip questions going over what we're doing there you guys can network with each other make connections um you know there's a lot of you here live in the community um that join us every day who might not have been had a chance to meet each other yet um i know you're bonded by the show now so now you get to put faces to names absolutely yeah um yeah it, there's there's not many live meetups these days even though things are starting to open up a bit um, not many places to really meet other real estate investors. It's been like this for a while. Um, so take advantage of meeting new people in person. Uh, there's plenty of experienced real estate investors that are going to be there that have done flips, that have done burrs, that have rental properties that you can talk to. Uh, there's also going to be very new real estate investors as well that are looking for someone to, to, you know, to take them under their wing or to partner with to show them how to do their first deal. Trust me, I talk to everybody and I know that I, I can see all the puzzle pieces, not to call you all puzzle pieces, but but I see it all from from up above and I can see that this person over here definitely is looking for someone to partner with on their first flip because they've never done a flip before and they're willing to give up 50%. And this person over here wants to do a flip, but they don't have the money. So get out there, put a nice shirt on, get a haircut, right? And, and start talking to people. There's opportunities. There's opportunities. It's not just on social media. There's also opportunities in, in, in going to events like this and, and just talking to people and asking what they're up to, mm -hmm. making friendships. I highly recommend it. 
Um, don't just go there to, I don't know, walk around and look at light fixtures. Which there aren't any. Because <laughs> there aren't any. Because we're in demo stage. So bring a flashlight. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It'll be it'll be daytime. In the in the app here, Robbie says, "Got my hair cut last night." Wayne, glad we're on the same page. There you go. Robbie's <laughs> always got a nice, clean, trimmed haircut. Um, Robbie's got Robbie's got a lot to celebrate right now. He's uh, he's closing on his first property. Well, he's, he's working on it. He's got a lot of stuff. He's due diligence. Doing the diligence. Um, uh, speaking of that, another mentee reached out to me last night and said he locked up a property as well. Really? People are getting properties on market or off market. Uh, this one's on market. On market. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty exciting too. There's uh, people are doing doing some stuff, which is great because yeah. it's. I know it's hard. I know things are changing. I know it's unfamiliar territory, but. Maybe that's just uh, motivating people just to really take action. Maybe the FOMO is starting to kick in. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody saw some social media thing yesterday, um, some graphic that someone shared that said that uh, down payments are going up to 35% and uh, mortgage companies are going to no longer allow you to use your your home equity as down payments, which by the way, don't believe everything you see on the internet that's been shared four times. Um. If, if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, um, a certain um, real estate investing social media influencer shared someone's post that said, my mortgage friends are saying that down payments might go up to 35%. And everybody shared it yesterday. And they're all like, oh my God, what? quickly buy properties now it's kind of similar to what i said the other day though that you know at any point down payments can go up the government can yeah um can change that but uh um always always just to double check what you're what you're reading on the internet yeah for uh, sure and not just what someone someone said if you're worried about it dig into it yeah do research find out if it's true or not um can we help you <laughs> Fucking every day this kid's walking by just like eyeing me down. <laughs> I'm trying to run a show here. She's laughing. <laughs> uh, for a while there we were doing the podcast with, with our kids still in bed, but now she wants to get up every day with us. So we have this routine of getting her ready, getting her all set up with her phone and her headphones. And and then she sits behind us, but she's, uh, she's being a little pest. <laughs> She listening? Me? She says. <laughs> Hand oh, on chest. Goodness. How dare you? Uh, Mr. Ryan Letniak is calling in, awesome. uh, which, by the way, uh, it was Ryan's birthday yesterday. So, um, everybody, Happy birthday to uh, you. Everybody, um, you know, in the comments there, uh, I want to see happy birthdays. And, uh, I have a birthday, birthday song for you, bud. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Uh, good, thanks. Yourselves? Wonderful. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so I got a question. You're probably not going to like the question, but if we get it over with quick, then we can carry on with, with stuff. You want to <laughs> uh, okay, it's I'll a tenant-related like qu 
tenant related okay. question. So uh, we have uh, some tenants that just moved into a basement suite. They're uh, two roommates into a three bedroom suite and they've been there a couple weeks and they uh, messaged me asking if they could add a roommate to the lease. Mm -hmm. Now I know what outcome we ideally want, but being that it's the beginning of a relationship, I don't want to come down super hard on them and uh, kind of mention how, how every correspondence you do is very well thought out and with an intended purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I'll consult you guys um, on, on how you would best respond to the request. What is your desired outcome? Uh, well, we picked them based on the application of them being two tenants. So, I mean, that's, that's ideally where we want it to stay. Um, I don't want to say no, because, uh, you know, it, I guess there's a possibility, but, but ideally, um, we'd prefer two. Okay. So when you built a basement suite with three rooms, who was your, who was your prospective tenant? Was it a family? Was it the fact that you could have roommates? I'm just asking questions to get a, a better picture of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, uh, roommates, but, but still with the idea of, you know, people who want a, an office or extra storage or you yeah. know, something like that. We still weren't looking for, you know, a, a huge amount of people. And like I said, um, we recognize that, that three people is still, still a possibility, yeah, for and sure. whatnot. but just when you're evaluating you know, a series of applications at the beginning, if you have the option between four people or two people, um, all equally qualified, right? Uh, yeah. To us, the, the less amount of people is, Absolutely. is generally more appealing. Absolutely. Um, Wayne, do you have something to say or shall I continue? <laughs> Uh, I have a couple things, um, but I want to see if you can handle it and avoid me. <laughs> these are, these are um, okay things. I'm, I'm, I'm brainstorming right now. I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah, for sure. So in my opinion, like I hear what you're saying that, you know, that two is better than three. Of course, always in suited properties, the less amount of people in them better, less noise, less, um, you know, everything. A couple considerations, you know, like, yes, you could let them down gently. I don't really know what your feasible reason would be because, you know, like you want to have, if you're letting them down, you want to have a good understandable reason for them to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I get it. No worries. We just wanted to check. You know what I mean? Like that's your desired outcome when you're turning somebody down is you want to have a good reason that they can understand. Right. And yeah. in this situation, it might be hard for them to understand why they're in a three-bedroom suite and you won't allow a third person in. Exactly. Wayne put up his finger. What do you mean? Like, there's three bedrooms. Like, how is it going to make any difference? Yeah. That's 100% what they're <laughs> going to say. Um, let, me, let me ask you a series of questions and see if we can figure out a, a reasonable excuse. Um, <laughs> who's living upstairs? Uh, it's going to be... Um, some roommates as well. Oh, for fuck's sakes. How many? 
Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. May. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm. St- uh, t- <clears throat> important question uh roommates or are any of these people couples no okay perfect uh parking uh do you have a garage yes the upstairs will have garage and both people are using it uh the garage upstairs upstairs yeah okay both people are using it so they're both parking their car inside there um okay gabby you go on ahead and then i'll then i will give him his email (laughs) That was a that was a very good question and good point about the parking. Um, I'm full of them. Yeah, <laughs> ding ding ding. Um, um, what was my question? Dang it, Wayne! Dang it, Bobby! Okay, I I lost it. So go ahead. Okay. Um. So obviously, you know, um, when considering tenants to move in. Um, to our suites, we are, we always trying to figure out the best way to match up, um, people like we don't want to have, um, a dog upstairs and a baby downstairs. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's going to create problems and, or two dogs, you know, they're always going to be barking at each other and and whatnot. So we're, we're always being very intentional when we're choosing tenants. And I hope you can understand that when we chose you guys, um, had you had three people, we probably wouldn't have approved it. And that's just because um, there's there's just a limited amount of parking um, on the street, and what we the last thing we want is the the neighbors who we know very well to be complaining about the amount of cars that are that are on the street. Um, to tight street um, as well, uh, it's going to increase the utility significantly. Um, utilities have already gone up drastically since these last couple months. Um, you know, with the, uh, with the changes going on and then adding another person doing another shower and brushing their teeth and stuff, just to be honest, like we're at this point, we, we can't even, we can't even increase the utilities for you like legally. And we're taking a huge hit on it. So adding one more person in and adding to the utilities would make it like it would, it would totally change things. Um, and then lastly, just the amount of noise, the amount of people coming, coming and going five separate people. Um, it's just going to create problems for the, for the neighbors. I, I know this seems like a lot, um, but we put a lot of consideration into it. And unfortunately we just, um, we, we can't approve a third person. Sure. That, so, that's, that's what I would do yeah. now. So what, how would, are they going to, re- you would how go would with, uh, essentially a no right off the bat. Yeah. With some, 100%. some justification. hundred percent. Yes, a no with justification, something that they can understand. And Wayne just found something that they could possibly understand. <clears throat> I mean, the pro- they could come back and be like, oh, well, one of us doesn't drive. There isn't, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of cars out there. Or like, you know, We're like those types of things. We're going to be carpooling, yeah, and- just taking the bus. They'll, they'll find something. That's why sometimes it's better just to give them a quick and easy answer. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be holes. There's going to be holes in there. Like, as I was saying, there's holes. Yeah, like Gabby yeah. said, well, one of us doesn't drive and the other person takes the bus or whichever. And, oh, if that's the case, what if we paid you more for utilities? Which is a great opportunity for you if you're having trouble with utilities. Then maybe you can boost up their utilities to 500 yeah, bucks a month. That, that was one of the points I was going to make earlier. That's why I gave you a nod when you said it. Because, yeah. yeah, utility usage, um, having one extra adult is like a big impact on utilities. Um, lastly one more and it's always been an easy one is just to say you know what we've done three tenants like two roommates roommates are typically um 
they, they don't normally work out. And, you know, when I met you and you, Jim and Susan or, or Jan and Arlene, I don't know. Um, you know, you guys seem like, you, you know, you've been friends for a long time. So we, we made an exception on that. We don't normally like to do roommates. I know you're thinking like, well, there's roommates upstairs too. Um, but we, we looked at it and we thought, okay, these people are, you know, I, I think these guys are going to be good. But typically, historically, roommates are, 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 they don't always work out. You know, things always happen. Someone leaves a can out. Um, so by adding in a third is just, is, is way too much risk for us. The last thing we want is one of you guys not agreeing with the other tenants and then someone has to leave and then the remaining people say they can't afford it. And then the distribution of the damage deposit, I just, I have to like, unfortunately three roommates just doesn't work for us. And I hope you can understand that it's just the, we're trying to avoid an inevitable, um, dispute and we don't want to be involved in it like we have in the past. That would be my other one. That one's a little bit easier because they don't, they can't come back and say anything. They can't be like, oh, no, no, we'll be good. I promise. I get it. But just this is this is our decision. And this is what's happened con- like consistently in the past. And we just we, we just don't allow three roommates anymore. Mm-hmm. I hope we can understand. And if they say, well, fuck you, I'm leaving, then let them. Don't, don't tell them they can. Just let them and let them <laughs> abandon it. And then they're responsible to find a suitable replacement. Yeah. You're avoiding you're avoiding a big issue. Yeah. And, and then well, they yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about that. They did follow up with, uh, you know, they're they're happy and not going anywhere. They just had a friend that asked, so they thought they'd pass it along essentially. So, oh, okay, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would use that. Yeah, or not use that, but yeah, I would definitely. Then, if you're leaning towards that, not that not being something that you want, I would. Yeah, couple options there. Um, and then if, la- if like worst case scenario, this escalates, and then you're like, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna let them move in. I would definitely um, as as part of that uh, agreement, I would increase three, use this as an opportunity to increase the utilities because not many 100%. people are getting that opportunity right now. They're, they're just eating it. And mm-hmm. uh, if you could say, hey, the utilities is the other big thing. And so if this is going to be going to be the case, we're going to be increasing your rent by 400 bucks mm-hmm. or three or whichever. And they're going to be like, that's ridiculous. And, and we'll say, well, you can say, well, have a look at my utility bills. Sure. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So I want to make sure <laughs> that I'm being compensated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love when prospective tenants right now tell me that we're charging too much for utilities. It's like, oh, if I could just show you the fucking bills, you, oops, sorry, you'd be like <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> I'm not charging you enough for utilities, actually. Yeah. Does that help? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate it. No worries, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks. Uh, all right. Do we have any comments or questions while we're Lots of happy birthdays. Lots of happy birthdays, right on. Jeremy says keeping track of potential damages becomes a difficulty as well. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. They're all responsible. Whoever damages what, that doesn't matter to you. It matters to them if they're trying to work it out. But You can go after anyone you want. Any one of them. If they're all on the lease, you could pick one who makes the most money and go after them. Yeah. Or all. One decides to do a, a, a kickboxing match with all the doors. And puts holes in all the walls and the doors, and you can go after the other one. The, like whoever's on the lease is. Yeah. That's why sometimes um, co-signers are really, really um, good and important. Like if you're on the on the fence about picking a, a tenant, you know, just pick someone and, and say, "Hey, I want your mom to co-sign or your dad." And then if they if they mess around, then just don't even serve them; serve their dad. Yeah. 
or their mom, which is like kind of greasy, but at the same time, like it's just you if you go and serve their mom because they they skipped out on rent or they she's gonna damaged place, she's gonna go <laughs> and she's gonna she's gonna wring their necks. Um, do you know like what are you doing? Why am I being served for her? I'm a hearing in court. I'm going to court for you. Otherwise, she's going to be an absolute maniac, one or the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or she gonna... shows up on your door with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get your money regardless is what I'm saying. Um, crazy. <laughs> hey, what else we got for upcoming events, Gabby? Um, uh, cabin retreat, April 1st through 3rd. Yeah. All sold, sold out. out. Yeah. So next uh, ava- potentially available date. I know we no. had a, c- a couple signups yesterday. No. Um, yeah. Well, reach out to me. Okay. Reach out to me. I'm. I'm. I. The yeah, next one's full, and the next one, and the next one. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy. But anyways, if you're interested in going and attending one of the cabin retreats, you just have to reach out to me and say, you know, let me know that you want to be on the waiting list. And, um, sometimes people, you know, life changes and, and work schedules change and people have to move either dates or, or they have to cancel. So, uh, best way, honestly, is just to reach out to me if you want to get in the ca- next cabin retreat and, uh, we'll see where I can squeeze you in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a three day real estate investing cabin retreat. You get to spend the weekend with us, get to, um, spend three days in a, with, with Gabby and I in a cabin, um, for morning till midnight. Um, we got amazing guest speakers coming in, mm-hmm. uh, Barry McGuire, Calvin Hexter, Cheryl Wilkes, uh, mortgage broker, realtor, um, real estate lawyer, um, slash educator on, um, creative. creative strategies. I'm just ripping through this real fast. You guys all know who they are. Um, and yeah, you get to spend the whole weekend with us and we just really just figure out what it is that you want and you know, why you're doing real estate investing and then figure out the best strategies to, and, and, and business models to get you there as quickly as possible. Yeah. With the resources you got right now. And on top of that, you got three days of me kicking you in the ass, which if you're into, is a lot of fun. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Um, I also have a lot of fun when people have those realizations of like how simple it is yeah. and how they've been overthinking it for far too long. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to create those aha moments on the podcast. It's hard to create those aha moments, like in a five minute meeting at a networking event. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not hard. It's impossible. It is. It is. It is. It is impossible. You're absolutely correct. So that's why I like doing it because it gives me the opportunity to to really have a deep conversation. To really let's let's find what's really and I, when I say like why you really want to do it, I'm I'm not just asking. You know, I don't I don't want to hear like uh, financial freedom. Or, it's it starts like the beginning of the weekend. The answers are very surface level, not vague. well thought out, vague. By the end of it, you've you've gotten deep into you've you found the purpose the and fulfillment and <laughs> what you want in life you found the little string that's attached to it yeah um and yeah nine times 99 percent of the time it's it's family it's family and connections and love and you know what i mean sometimes we just attach fancy things like cars and houses to it mm-hmm. but really at the end of the day it's just time to spend with your family it's funny though. You want to know why? It's because just the way that that this that society is built. You know, it's you leave school, you get a career, and you go to work every day from eight to five, or eight to four, or nine to five, whichever you do. And then you come home and and you're exhausted, and you make dinner, 
and you watch a show or you scroll your phone and that's it. And you hope and wait for the next day that you don't have to do that, which is the weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone does the exact same thing. Exact same thing. The weekend, the once a year, once every couple of year holiday. You just I can't wait until I can get there. So when people are planning out their uh, their dream lives, what they would do every day, it's just natural that they would say the place that they always want to go to once a year. Mm-hmm. I want to live in Mexico because that's the one day, place that I'm always looking forward to every year because mm-hmm. I need to. It's the one. It's it's where I can get away from this dumb thing that I have to do every day, and that's waking up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work for eight o'clock and getting my kids all ready for school and coming home and the kids are screaming and I got to get them to do their homework. And we forgot to grab chicken and the chicken in the fridge is, is gone bad because we didn't cook it yesterday. And is this sounding familiar to anyone? It's literally the same story for everybody. I feel like you're personally attacking me. (laughs) Leave the chicken out of it. Okay. (laughs) We always got chicken in the fridge. It's going bad. It's like, oh, the chicken's gone bad. Do I go drive down to the grocery Our store? Chi- the chicken hasn't gone bad in a long time, but okay. it was going bad a lot. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm sure there's someone on here that's that's got a chicken gone bad story. Yeah. <laughs> and they just cannot wait for either Friday night, Saturday, or the next Mexico trip. Yeah. So I, like as I was saying, the, it's, it's just natural. It makes sense that people just naturally want to say, I want to spend six months of the year in Mexico. Yeah, it's because that's where you want to be all the time. It's depressing, isn't it? That that's that is literally everyone has the same story. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the way that it has to be. I mean, it's in order for society to work, civilization to work. I mean, there needs to be people operating. Um, different areas that are important. We need to have people at the uh, the hydro plants, you know, the the water plants, to make sure that the water is clean and tested. And and, and we need to have uh, plumbers to make sure that the and pipe fitters to make sure the water gets to us. Water is a necessity. We need to make sure that we have people working um, at Epcor, right? For water and electricity. Seeing... We need to make sure that I'm gonna I'm gonna go through every trade if you don't mind. Maybe, I don't mind. Maybe you can stop interrupting me. <laughs> I love seeing though the change. <laughs> Go on, babe. the the change in the like um, new generations coming up. Like you can see that there's <clears throat> like there's so much more focus on like the entrepreneurial and um, I don't like. I wouldn't. I wouldn't per se say that I like you know seeing like a hustler generation coming up because I don't think life is all about just like hustling to be the best and the biggest, but it's nice to see a mindset shift that comes with a lot of, a lot of the young people who are entering the workforce and saying like, I don't want a J-O-B. Yeah. I, I want to be in control of, of my life. And the opportunity is there because of this like new age of everything online and you can run an online business. You can, you know, do whatever. So it's kind of cool to see, um, the mindset shift. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But as I was saying, we still you need, still need yeah. we still need worker bees. Yeah. Um, just depends on who you want to be. Do you want to be a worker bee or do you want to stand out? I don't really have a better example of like the opposite of a worker bee. Or do you want to be a hornet? <laughs> or do you want to be the queen bee? Having all of the worker bees bring you cool Fairly stuff. certain the queen bee is the government. 
in this in this example. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's the government because nothing wrong with the government. The government's there to make sure that everything's all organized. If we didn't have a government, then it would be fucking chaos. Yeah. Everybody just looking out for themselves. A whole a whole country or we're full of entrepreneurs. Be madness. Nothing okay. would be, nothing would work. Yeah. It's too many ideas and nobody willing to put the work in to get them done. Yeah. We need worker bees to get shit done. Why do you think we hire VAs and Fiverr and shit? Because we don't want to do our graphics. <laughs> we need worker bees in order to get stuff done. Otherwise, we'd just be a whole lot of dreamers sitting around in Mexico. Nobody be in Canada. Okay. Gab's like, you know, let's let's move it on. No, I'm 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 aimlessly trying to make a point. So just just give me <laughs> give me a couple minutes. I'll land somewhere. <laughs> okay. Fucking hummingbird. Um, <laughs> uh, is the Kaisis the government is those big black wasps because they just do whatever the hell they want? <laughs> no, that's the politicians. The, 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 the government's the queen. The, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. Um, <laughs> help me um, help me wrap this thing up, people. Uh, <laughs> I think we could just move on. Like, I think we just end it. <laughs> I just want people to know that there's another option yeah yeah um <laughs> come to the cabin retreat it'll make a lot more sense <laughs> uh <laughs> that's one hell of a pitch eh? yeah it's one hell of a pitch something something worker bees something something black hornets government come to the cabin retreat it's sold out though um uh, for more great live training, uh, join us on Friday in our Facebook group. <laughs> uh, in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group, we're going to be doing live training Friday, which is tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, tomorrow we're going to be doing a topic on marketing your rental properties. Yes. So. Join us live. What join time? in live for that. What time? 7 p.m. Mountain, Mountain time. time. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. I saw a couple comments here. Uh, Jeremy wants to know, does anyone have experience with land development? I do not. Uh, does anyone else? No. <laughs> it's uh, There's so many different things you can do in real estate investing. And land development is just another one that's just, it's it's kind of like, it's not, it's not like the rest of them. Like, you know, if you're wanting to get into agreement for sales, rent owns, vendor take back mortgages, it all kind of revolves around buying a house and renting it or buying a house and improving it. Land development is just, that's buying land, rezoning it, you know, um, developing it, you know, with utilities and et cetera, et cetera, and then either reselling it or building on it. So it's just completely different. It's a different industry. Um, but uh, I, if I happen to come across anyone in my circles, um, that would be a good fit to have on the show. We can definitely do that. My honest thoughts, Gabby, I think it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. I think anyone who wants to get into real estate investing and then they say, ooh, land development be cool. Why aren't you sticking to what you were already doing? It's it's a, it's like, it's it's it. you get all this training for real estate investing and then you go and do a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that, you know, follow your dreams. If that's what you're going to do, do it, but just make a decision. Do land development. Don't don't dabble in wholesaling and and rent to owns and and 
and fix and flips and you know what I mean? Pick something and just go with it and make the decision. Take one course on land development and be a land developer or a builder. Right. Yeah. Um, But they're so completely different. And I I just see people just like with zero focus, just like, Ooh, this looks cool. Ooh, this looks cool. I'm going to take a course on this. You know what I mean? Talk about this every day. Um, But, uh, but guys, if you know anyone that has experience with land development, um, line them up with, uh, with Jeremy there. Um, there was another question here. Where was it? Jeremy asked about HELOCs. Uh, where do you suggest to get a HELOC? Um, talk to your mortgage broker on that one. It depends on you. Um, depends on your mortgage plan. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be asking like, where do you suggest I get a mortgage? It, yeah. And, and so this is, this is definitely a question for your mortgage broker because um, you need to tell your mortgage broker what you're planning on doing. If you're planning on getting three properties, doing a rent to own and then developing some lands, it would be compl- they're going to send you to different lenders than the person who plans on doing eight rent to owns or the person who plans on getting um, 17 rentals. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, each lender has different rules how many mortgages you can have how they service debt um what kind of debt servicing ratios they're looking for etc etc so you need to have a plan in place first as to what you're going to do and then tell your mortgage broker and then they will tell you based on that and how much money you want to pull out of that heloc and what you're going to use that heloc for go to these lenders for these particular properties and this lender for heloc if you ask me what my favorite one is, Scotia. Yeah. Um, Scotia's, um, it's a step product, but I can't remember. A home line. Scotia's home line is really good. I like it a lot. Um, but don't just like, oh, Wayne said go to Scotia home line. Like, no, I mean, I don't want you to, to go and do, use that product because Wayne said it's good. And then you shoot yourself in the foot and you, and you can't reach your goals. So make sure you have a plan in place first and talk to your mortgage broker. Um, if you need a mortgage broker, hit me up. I'll, I'll recommend one to you. Got a couple. Again, same kind of thing. Um, I have, I recommend different mortgage brokers for different types of paths. Yep. Well, and different like mortgage brokers have, you know, depending on who they're with, they have access to much different products Mm -hmm. as well. So Mm -hmm. they specialize in different types of products. Exactly. I have different mortgage brokers that I recommend to different people for the different paths. I have different realtors that I recommend for different paths. Some realtors are more, um, have more expertise in some things than others. Yeah. I've got a handful of realtors. You build buy and holds versus flips versus burrs versus Mm -hmm. multifamily. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, get clear on what it is that, uh, what, what the plan is first. And then from there, what we can do is I can, I can give you directions, but, um, uh, yeah, to answer your question very generally. And I had, to, I had to preface with all that because, uh, and add that caveat because, um, I don't want people to all jump on Scotia home line. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I see that all the time, like on Facebook groups and whatnot, like, Oh yeah, I saw someone say, or I saw Matt McKeever said, um, to use this one. Why? What's why? Why is my favorite my favorite word? Why? Because everything you do should be intentional. You should be able to answer it yeah. with with clear intention. Um, Corey asked, "Do you use multiple mortgage brokers?" I don't want to step on any toes if I transition. Where are we? So, at, sorry? 
What do you mean? Where are we at? Oh, I was just trying to find it. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Corey asks, do you use multiple mortgage brokers? I don't want to step on any toes if I transition. And so Corey, my question to you is that if your Why? mortgage broker, <laughs> I'm just kidding, sorry. if your mortgage broker either says, um, sorry, I can't approve you, would you just quit real estate or would you go talk to somebody else? Mm -hmm. Or if your mortgage broker says, this is the only products I have available for you, it's this, this, and this, and you're thinking there's got to be something better, would you just settle for this, this, and this, or would you go seek out something better? Um, so yes. Yeah. If that's, if that's the case, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, this is not, this is not a statement for Corey. This is a general statement that I'm making a point today is that if you want to go with a reactive approach of like, Ooh, a property, I need a mortgage. I call my mortgage broker. They say, you can't. And then you go, I'm, I'm going to go find any mortgage broker that will give me a mortgage so that I can get this property. However, if you use my perspective that I've been repeating, if you had a plan in the beginning and you stuck to it, your mortgage broker would never say no. Yeah. If you knew exactly what you're going to do from the start and, and then you just follow the steps of exactly what you said you were going to do, then you would never be not approved because mm -hmm. your mortgage broker would have it all laid out and planned for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you wouldn't have to be so reactive, proactive as opposed to reactive. Yeah. Intentional on everything. Do not chase the shiny objects. Corey <laughs> literally said that in the chat there. <laughs> I see his comment there. That's, that's my thoughts. But like if you're in a situation where it's, it's the opposite and there's nothing you can do to control it, then yes, follow Gabby's approach and, um, and just ask someone else because different brokers work for different, um, brokerages, mortgage brokers work for different brokerages and each mortgage brokerage has access to different companies. And each of those companies, um, give access to certain products to certain brokerages. Um, I can have Cheryl on the show here, um, soon so she can kind of explain it better. But say like Dominion Lending Group, you know, they might have a deal with CIBC and CIBC says, okay, we will allow you to broker deals for us for these products that we have available, but not all of the products. Sometimes you have to call CIBC directly, book an appointment with a mortgage specialist there, and then they have more products that are available. Mm -hmm. They might have better rates if you go through the branch. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. You know what I mean? So they don't always give all products to the brokerages. Um, I just learned about a product recently that another broker that I had didn't have access to. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away when I was talking to someone. They said, oh, just go to, ironically, CIBC and um, use this product. And I'm like, what the hell is this product? When did this come out? And they're like, oh, it's always been around. And I found out my broker didn't have access to it because of their brokerage. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Do you realize how much this could have saved us <laughs> along the way? Which, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, to be honest, you'll never know because no. how could you possibly study every single lender and then also study which mortgage brokerages have access to which products? So, I mean, there's always going to be situations like that. Um where you're going to look back and be like, oh, I really wish I would have done that. Like you, you can't learn every single mortgage product available. I was going to say, Wayne, you just gave people um, uh, something to paralyze them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if I use the wrong mortgage product? 
Don't let that stop. I'm you. educating. Don't let that... I'm educating you, yeah. but don't let it slow you down. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the, the best way to approach it for financing is to come up with a plan, talk to your lawyer, talk to your broker, mortgage broker, talk to your accountant and tell them what your plan is and then follow through on your plan mm -hmm. and do not deviate. That way, your lawyer can set you up accordingly. That way, your accountant can set you up accordingly. That way, your broker can set you up accordingly. That way, your realtor can set you up accordingly. And then it's just a matter of just waiting until those properties become available. Mm -hmm. Start networking with other people. Tell them exactly what your plan is. Stick to your plan. Treat it like a business. Treat it like a business. And then like, like you don't have to worry about um, stuff surprising you. It's a limited amount of reactions. Mm -hmm. See, that's what you're trying to avoid. You're trying to avoid the and limit the amount of reactions that you have to do. Everything should be proactive. It's the reactions that set you off course, that, that make you second guess what you're doing. It's that have, make you have a bad day, that screw up your routine and then you don't eat the, the, the prepared meal that you had and the chicken goes bad, right? Oh shit, now I need to go and drive and do this. I don't have time to eat, hon. I'm going to pick something up on the way home. I don't have time to go to the gym, right? But if you had a proactive business model and everybody knew what you were doing and you had a good routine around your life, I'm telling you right now, things would be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Gabby and I, we try to do that to the best of our ability. Adding in a flipping business really fucked it up. <laughs> really fucked it up. We had a really good routine and then we go and we add in a flipping business and we're trying to, we're trying to automate it. We're, we're building systems for it, but it's still in, in infancy stages. So, um, and it's not just us, it's also getting our team all on board to make sure that they understand it. So it takes some time. But as soon as that thing is automated, like we're going to step out of it so that we don't have to be in it every day. We're not reacting to the pocket door that we can't seem to find because it doesn't fit and researching pocket doors because we don't know how to buy them. Are they a specific door? Are they a normal door? Do you buy hardware for it? Half a goddamn day we spent on that. We should have had someone taking care of that for us, right? Mm -hmm. Any input, Kev? <laughs> Again, I feel personally attacked. I'm just joking. I don't at all. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh says, my grandparents developed an entire neighborhood in Sherwood Park. It was amazing to see growing up. I wish I paid more attention in the details and not just the physical work. Oh, for the development. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the mortgage broker side, Angela asked, do your mortgage brokers usually present several options for lenders or just one? So again, that goes back to the, um, to the, are you being reactive or proactive? So if you are proactive and your broker knows the path that you're taking and what you're doing, then you'll know what product you're using and what you're getting yeah. approved for and why you're doing it. But if it's reactive and you're just trying to get approved for a mortgage so you can buy a property, then they'll just yes. give you where the cheapest one is with the best terms. Well, no, like, I mean, if you have a good broker, they will give you the options and they'll say, this is why you would go with this one versus this one because they all have different terms, right? And I think early on when Wayne and I didn't really know what our path was going to be and we were doing a lot of creative stuff on top of our rental portfolio, um, we did have to have some of those conversations where like, hey, these are your options. If you take this one, um, you know, you're only going to be able to, you know, this is going to eat up one of your, one of your um, mortgages and then this lender over here isn't going to be able to give you any more. 
this one still will. So it's like giving you the pros and cons of using them. So a good broker, if you're being re reactive instead of proactive, um, will give you options and tell you why they're they're good versus bad. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at? I, I do have something I want to talk about for about five minutes at the end here uh, that I think is really, really important. Um, but I want to make sure that I get through all these questions first. Um, Jeremy says, I found a property that is significantly underutilized from its highest and best use, and I don't have the resources or expertise to develop. So that's where I think his, his initial question came from about land development. Right. And Jeremy, if that's the case, so this sounds like this like developing wasn't part of your plan, but that you came across this property. So in this case, it is a shiny object. And maybe instead of totally taking yourself off course and now trying to learn about land development and how you could make this happen, instead of deviating, maybe you sell it to somebody. Maybe yeah. it's something you can get under contract in wholesale or you know what I mean? Um, because yeah, I that's a huge, distraction huge it really <laughs> huge, is gigantic. we're not we're not trying to be mean it's and it's not the case we're trying to get you to your goals as quickly as possible mm -hmm. without knowing much about what's going on yeah without knowing what your <laughs> goals are <laughs> so it's not really fair for us to say things um without knowing what's going on and what your plan is maybe your goal is to be get into land development mm -hmm. um i would highly recommend finding a course and getting educated on it first and then at that course networking with other individuals who are doing land development and, and befriending them and, um, and doing your best just to grow your network around that because that network is completely different than the networker that we're in this morning and the network that we, we socialize in and, and frequent in on, you know, uh, Facebook groups and, and even the network that's coming to our fix and flip meetup. Um, nobody's really into that. Um, so it's a completely different group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you are dead serious about that is the direction that you want to go and you're going that's that's your one thing that you're going to focus on then sign off man go find a course right now spend the last 10 minutes before you get ready for work go find a course and then put all of your energy into that mm -hmm. i i'm i'm i mean i'm sad to see you go but <laughs> but at the same time i want to see i want to see you actually reach your goals yeah. but if you're if your goal is to buy rental properties and then then i think that's a huge, huge distraction Hope that um, makes sense. Yeah. So he says, maybe I'll find a wholesaler. I wanted to pass it off and make a friend. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right on. Was that uh, was that everything we had here? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tiptoe around this one today. But it needs to be brought up. Um, I, I think it's long enough now that we can talk about um, specific companies and specific things that are happening in Saskatoon. Um. I decided to stay out of it um, because I don't I don't talk about things that I don't know about. I also don't talk about things that I don't have all the details on, right? Um, no one knows what happened on both sides of the the big disaster um, with Epic Alliance in, in Saskatoon. Um, everyone just heard from one side and um everybody has a general idea of of what's why it all happened long story short there was a very large investment company um i admired them a lot because of how quickly they grew how dedicated they were how tenacious they were 
Um, to be honest, I actually wanted to meet them because I, I, me, you listen to me every morning, you know that I admire people who go above and beyond to take serious action. Those two were big action takers, huge action takers. And I admire that because I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to do hard things. Um, something, something. This is not me telling a story. It's just telling the, the information that I have. And I have to, I have to give you guys a little bit of that uh, backstory so that you guys know what I'm talking about. But Securities uh, Commission um, or whichever department, government department got involved because of um, offering an investment opportunities publicly to the masses okay this is why we talk about making sure that you only pitch your joint venture opportunities to friends and family or accredited accredited investors and look up the definition on the internet of what accredited investor is i can't remember it's like two million dollars in the bank and or a million dollars a year in income and two million dollars in the net worth or something like that okay so most people don't know anyone like that and you can only advertise to them you can't advertise generally and say that you know, on Facebook sponsored ads. So, um, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do advertise in Facebook groups and stuff like that. And um, they never really get in any trouble, right? Because they're a small fish. Unless, of course, there's been a, um, a been a complaint made against you. No one's ever going to, they're, they're never going to look at you. If there's a complaint and they're going to do an investigation. Now, if you're a large investment company like that in a major city and you are doing lots of stuff and big deals and Facebook and, and all that stuff, and, and I'd, a large percentage of the investors in our community are investing in uh, fund to flip programs, which are like a, a private lending for flipping. And um, the other one is the, um, the, la- the landlord free program or so, something else. You can be a joint venture and they'll give you a fixed rate return. They were advertising these two programs like crazy. And then so eventually what, what's, what's believed to have happened is a complaint was made in an investigation. And when you're that big, you're a big fish. Yeah, you're going to, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Mm-hmm. Um, around November, that's when things started becoming known. And uh, long story short, fast forward to today, uh, a lot of people are getting the keys back and saying, hey, we don't, we're giving here investor. I know you, you gave us a first and a second mortgage on this property. Um, here's the keys back. And then these investors who were lending money, funding their flips, uh, are finding out that there's a third mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. They weren't aware of. And these properties are now over leveraged and, and underwater. And people are trying to figure out how to foreclose because they don't know how to foreclose. They thought it was just this easy fund to flip program. Everybody's doing it. It's fun. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And now they're left with holding the keys and they don't know what to do. And they live in Nova Scotia. They live in Edmonton. They live in London, Ontario. And these properties are in a bad neighborhood in Saskatoon. That's what people are finding out. So again, I don't know what happened on the other side and I'm not, but, but I, I'm not defending them, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, Unless, of course, I know all of the details and I was involved in the conversations and I was involved in all the hearings and the investigations and stuff, I will not ever make a uh, an opinion 
but I feel terrible for the people that are involved that don't know what the heck is going on and they're potentially losing their savings and their RSP funds, et cetera. It's terrible. It's fucking, it's horrible. Um, lots of uh, people are popping up on Facebook right now saying, hey, if you're involved in the Epic Alliance kerfuffle, you know, reach out to me. We're, we're putting a team together. Okay. So in any situation like this where um, something really bad happened and people don't know what to do, um, there's always going to be people popping up and seeing it as an opportunity. Okay. I've seen situations like this in the past and I just shake my fucking head because like, you know, I get it. You're a problem solver. But there's a fine line of taking advantage of people in a, in a crappy situation, right? So there is a company that is making a pitch to these investors uh, they are pitching it as an agreement for sale option. This is me telling you to do your diligence or to reach out to me if you're involved in it. I'm not naming any names, just keeping it, but I'm hearing stuff. And I think it's absolutely terrible. And I think that you should know if you're in a, and if you're in a desperate situation and you have no other options and this is your only option, then I think that you should reach out to me first if you are involved in this and ask me because I happen to know a lot about what's going on. And, and we'll, I think I'll leave it at that. Yeah. You should always ask around in the community first before you do something, you yeah. know, before you do a deal with someone, any deal. But from what I have heard about what is being proposed, I'm very concerned for the people that are involved yeah. that this could get significantly worse. So that's why I, I wanted to, I, I wasn't going to, but I'm hearing more stuff and I want to make sure that this doesn't get any worse. Yeah. People are in really bad position and there's a potential for it to get worse. <laughs> and I could be wrong, but I want to have a discussion with you if that's the case. Yeah. Um, I'll, you know, I'll, this might not apply to a lot of our listeners. Um, but if you happen to know someone that is, you know, involved and they're trying to find a solution um, and perhaps they're about to sign some documents, they're about to sign some seller financing deal or some crazy, you know, someone's coming in, you know, to save the day, um, please, please reach out to me first. I just, I'll, I'll spend 15 minutes on the phone with you just to have a conversation. Heck, if there's enough of you, I'll do a Zoom meeting and I have a discussion with you. I just want to make sure that it, this doesn't get any worse. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Um, thanks so much guys for calling in and, and sorry with your question today. Thank you, Ryan, for, for calling in and, yeah. uh, hope you guys have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 